0: This is the On The Touchline podcast. I'm your host, Jason Broadwater. Welcome to the show. Shannon Matthews is one of the good guys in U.S. soccer. At least that's my experience. He currently coaches at Seattle United in Seattle, Washington, but has also coached at the high school level, the college level, as well as ODP. I recently had the opportunity to talk with Shannon about his coaching philosophy, advice he would offer a younger coach thinking about pursuing a coaching career, how to work with parents, and other topics related to the game of soccer. Here's my conversation with Seattle United coach, Shannon Matthews. But first, a word from our sponsor, Flipboard. Well, hello, good sir. Shannon, how are you? i'm doing well how are you ah doing great man uh thank you so much for uh for the time and uh glad that for as many messages as we've traded with one another (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that we actually finally get to talk to one another uh and you know connect that way so uh, much appreciation
1: Well, thank you for reaching out i'm uh, excited to excited to have the conversation
0: yeah Uh, So you get the honor. You can uh, walk around the state of Washington with the uh, championship belt as the inaugural guest of uh, On the Touchline podcast. So uh, make sure you tell all your friends. uh, Yes, absolutely. uh, Tell your wife. And uh, (laughs) I'm not sure what that will get you. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, tell me a little bit about your coaching journey uh, and share that out with the audience. Uh, How did you get into coaching? um, what sort of brought you into being a soccer coach?
1: Uh, it's kind of, uh, kind of a funny story. Um, I have two daughters and my, my oldest was playing in, in a local rec league and I was on the sideline being that dad. And, uh, I think she was five at the time. And, um, uh, I was complaining about the level of coaching and, uh, and just overall what was happening. And at the time my wife turned to me and said, um, either do something about it or shut up. And I think that was pretty much her exact words. And, um, I, I, I took that to heart and I said, sure. All right. I can do this. I played, I can, I can go coach. And so I picked up a rec team. Uh, my daughter's 21 now. So that was what, 15, 16 years ago. And, um, the, the journey started on a, on a rec team, a boys and girls team and has brought me to where I am today. Uh, I'm at, uh, Seattle United with three teams, um, all in the 9v9 age format, um, which I absolutely love. Uh, and then I, I coach, uh, the girls 05 uh, state, uh, we call it EPD, uh, but it's the ODP program. Uh, and then I'm, goalkeeper coach and assistant coach at uh, university of Puget sound here in Tacoma. Uh, so a little bit busy on that front. Um, but, uh, um, always love the opportunity to share thoughts with, with obviously with you and the soccer chat guys and and the others that we've met over, uh, social media.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so there's a couple things that you said that really resonate with me. Uh, my journey in a lot of ways, is similar, and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit earlier in that journey, um, you know, uh, in terms of experience, but uh, same thing. Uh, I started coaching because my son started playing soccer. Uh, I said to myself, you know, there's something about this game that I really, really like, and there's something mm-hmm. about this game that I can see myself being a part of, and, you know, have gone down the, the grassroots path that's led to the the club path, and, and who knows for me where it goes from here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do have certain aspirations, but I also go into it very open-minded that, um, uh, you know, I almost say wherever the wind takes me, uh, I, I'm just happy to be coaching soccer, quite honestly. For sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about sort of the, uh, you know, the, the, the pathway, the, how you developed your philosophy, um, how you've become the coach that you are today based on the experiences that you've had uh, along the way
1: it's interesting, um, because you know, that we, the, the word journey is, is very, very, uh, uh, I would say that it's, it's, it's accurate, um, because where I started coaching, um, I, I, I believe I was like my coaches. Um, I was strict. I was, um, used a hammer and, uh, I, you know, sprints and running and, you know, every, <laughs> everything that I, I, um, my coaches taught me and I thought that was the right way. And um, there were points that I didn't recognize um, in the moment, but uh, in reflection saw that I was, I was ruining the, the experience for the kids. And um, I, I just, I didn't see it. It was, you know, we got to work harder. We've got to grind more. We've got to, got to, got to, got to, and um, I started reading and I st- I started seeing a, a different idea of, of developing more of the mind than, than worrying about bigger, faster, stronger and um, making kids decision-makers and, and communication. And uh, it it really piqued my interest. And so I started really just reading more, talking more, um, watching other people's sessions, um, kind of challenging myself to... to open up and, and, and see that there's there's a better way, or to me, there, there's a better way of doing it. And um, it's brought me to where uh, I am right now, which is uh, someone that asks a, a ton of questions, um, open-ended questions so that there's a ton of dialogue. And, and this is during training. This is during games. I, I really think that the, the moments that are there uh, that are teachable moments that need to be addressed. And if that means that it's in the run of play, well, it's in the run of play. Uh, no, one's really going to care about a a game in November 2nd um, in 2018, but if there's a, if there's something that we can teach the kids that they will remember for the rest of their life, I, I'll i take that opportunity during the game. Um, so I, I, I strive to just, um, understand kids, uh, understand parents, um, which is also now kind of brought me into a kind of a psychology based reading, um, learning about kids and, and uh, reading about the differences in how girls process information versus boys. And, um, it's just a, it's a really, it's a really wild ride. Um, I, I purposely stayed this year in the nine V nine format because I, I really enjoy the age group because it's still heavily technical. Um, you start teaching a little bit of the tactics, but you know, the game is still pure to them and, um, and it's, and it's a joy to be around them. So, um, the more I can learn about them, the more I can learn about how to be an effective communicator and, um, how I can get them to be empowered, uh, uh the, the better coach I'll be. I've, uh,
0: I really liked your answer and, um, it sounds like the, the coaches you had are, uh, comparable to the coaches that I had. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke about, um, you know, there's, there's one thing that we did really well when I played youth soccer years ago, uh, we were really good at running and running mm-hmm. a lot and running fast. Uh, we had absolutely no technical ability, you know, whatsoever. And, uh, yeah. Um, thank God we've, uh, progressed a little bit, um, in the, you know, coaches like yourself and, um, you know, to the degree that I can on my end, are uh, trying to really be students of the game. Uh, what advice would you offer for, I don't know, someone breaking into soccer coaching, whether it be at the grassroots level, the club level, travel level, you know, ODP, uh, college, you know, anything, you know, anyone who has aspirations of being a coach, uh, what advice would you offer to them?
1: I uh, I, I would... I would offer the advice that I wish I would have understood, which was to be humble. Um, You don't know everything and um, be smart enough to surround yourself with, with good coaches to learn from. Um, I think in my beginnings, I, I I thought I knew everything and it didn't matter. Uh, I I was going to do it my way. My way was the right way, even though it wasn't. Um, Uh, Can I say, can I jump in? Why do you think that was? that it wasn't right
0: uh yeah that you thought um you know what you were doing was hey the, this is the best way to do it and um you know kind of blinders on it, do you think it's because of the experience you had with other coaches uh growing up that it was sort of the you know let's get this out and tougher and...
1: i i think it's that i think you know we or at least at that time i was i was I didn't want to share anything. I didn't want to, I didn't want to take advice. I didn't want to give advice. I, it was my little piece of the pie and, and, and I was going to move it and, and, and do with it what I wanted. And um, it was going to be the best thing ever. And, and it wasn't. (laughs) And and, uh, (laughs) uh, what was great was um, moving on to another club and where I'm at now, I'm extremely challenged by, uh, better coaches. Um, I'm, I'm surrounded by great coaches and we have a, just a, a great, um, camaraderie where if I needed to reach out, uh, whether it's an email, a phone call face to face, we, I have dozens of coaches that, that you can do that with. And, um, it, it for me as a, as a, uh, growth vessel that's it's it's immeasurable um, but I had to learn to be humbled uh, in order to to want to do that because asking for help is not always the easiest thing um, but um, understanding that the benefit is not only for me but it's it's for my players and so um, at the end of the day that's that's what it should be about is the players uh, not about us
0: hmm uh, yeah, I I couldn't agree more, um, and I and I think when a coach has that shift in mindset that it's about the players and not about us, that um that's really when they you know hit their sweet spot, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, and sort of find their find their legs. Uh, because yeah, I, I, the same thing uh, for me when I began my coaching career, um, you know. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I would love to go back and have conversations with a, a younger version of myself and go, what the heck are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting because it, it also, I, I find myself more um, the, the highs and the lows aren't there. I mean, they're there. They come and they go. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, but the emotional roller coaster, like when I was not where I am today, the, the goals given up or a bad game would affect me for a day. Or two, and now it 's reflect, get what you need out of it, move on because it's it 's a journey yeah. and 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 get the kids to get better and it's it's so much better being here than where I was,
0: yeah, uh, well, talk a little bit about that, um, so I've found in terms of collaboration with coaches. Uh, it, it seems to fall in two camps, right? Um, you and I have been able to connect with coaches all over the country, mm-hmm. all different levels, all different experiences. Uh, I would say even worldwide. Um, I've connected with a number of folks in the UK who I value their opinions greatly. Um, but I also have found, so at the current club that I work for, there seems to be a really, cohesive and close-knit coaching community similar to probably what your experience is at your club Mm -hmm. um you know where coaches there are definitely coaches who are significantly better than I am I look Mm -hmm. up to them I almost in awe of how they run a training session or how they manage a game or I mean, just the the presence they have at times with their players and how they get the most out of their players. It, it's actually pretty remarkable to watch them work. But I've also found in other instances where if I've tried to reach out to another club, if I've tried to reach out to, um, you know, a, a fellow coach of some sort, it's either met with one of two sort of ideas. Some of them have been incredibly open and have said, Jason, absolutely. You know, let's mm-hmm. have a conversation. Let's, we're all in this together. And our our goal is to make all soccer players better. It doesn't matter if they're your kids or my kids or whoever's kids. Whereas – the uh, another group of coaches tend to basically put a fort up and fortify it as much as they can. They don't want anybody to come in, um, stay away. Uh, this is mine. That's yours. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. We'll play each other. We'll shake hands. But after that, it ends. And I I'm curious as to what your experience has been uh, with, with fellow coaches.
1: I, I think you're, you're spot on. the, the willingness to, to share doesn't matter where you're at, you know, it's, is, is a great thing because again, it, it all goes back to what is most important and that's the kids. So if, if we're, I have a, a, a club that I know a handful, or if not more of the, the coaches on and um, I talk to on a regular basis, when we see each other at the field, you know, give high fives, give a hug, whatever um, talk on, uh, on our phones or whatever it's it 's a really nice environment and I, again it's it 's moving the needle for what 's most important, which is the kids and and their experience in in the game. Um, do I run across coaches that you know like you described, have a big wall up yeah um, and and now that's that 's like in my opinion, I just sit there and say you know that 's a shame and and move on uh, i 'm not going to waste time. Uh, my time, his time, anyone's time trying to dig something out of somebody that doesn't want it. Uh, So just kind of recognize it on both sides. If they want to be open, they want to have a conversation. Let's have a great conversation. Let's enjoy it. And, you know, watch a great performance on both sides and uh, see what the outcome is. Um, But I I don't, uh, as far as like, not wanting to, to, to share with other coaches from outside the clubs. I, I don't, I don't do that. I, I, I enjoy the, uh, the camaraderie for sure. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. game, the game can be, you know, this, the coaching life and, and the game can be pretty lonely at times because of the travel and, you know, you're by yourself a lot and you're driving alone. And so the more the merrier, if you, if you, if you want friends, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, and, and it's, I think there's also something very, very special about having a, a fellow coach or, you know, a coach that doesn't work in your club, but just reach out to you and say, hey, I got a, got a couple questions. You you got a couple of minutes. Uh, I got a good friend of mine that uh, coached here in Seattle and then moved out back to Virginia. Uh, I think we talk probably three, four times a, day, a week. Um, and he... Uh, always follows up the weekend with, you know, how was the weekend? Talk to me about your matches. And, and it's just a, again, you know, the, the olive branch being extended and, and having another voice, um, having another ideas, it's a, it's a great thing. So I, mm-hmm. I, am open completely open to it. Yeah. I I've uh, come to learn in my coaching career that um,
0: whether it be a, a fellow coach or a parent or a player, it uh, some, sometimes uh there's folks that just don't want to be chased and mm-hmm. uh don't waste your time chasing after them uh move on and uh you know in the end um it just that's the way it is and and yes. that's okay um i i hope we as a soccer culture especially here in the states get to a place where we are more collaborative and we are more willing to share i think you see it in pockets and you know like mm-hmm. you said we we've, we've been fortunate to connect with um some really great people that are uh probably like-minded in a lot of ways but also challenge us as coaches in terms of ideas or philosophies or hey, what did you see there? Um, you know, why, why is that being praised, or why is that being sort of looked down upon or, or what mm-hmm. have you? So um, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, so I, I think one of the things in our messages back and forth that um, we've definitely found uh, to sort of be one of the many common links uh, that we have. So uh, it, it seems that you do a really good job interacting with parents and managing... <laughs> You know, the, the parental experience, because, yep. uh, you know, and, and I without, you know, sounding overly confident of myself, um, I, I think that's something that the team that I currently have that we do well uh, also. And I think that um, knowing that is such a, a big piece of this equation, especially for the age groups that we have, uh, I have a number of players that are going to move to that 9v9 um, you know, uh, style of play uh, here uh, in, within the next year, um, you know currently at the seven B seven with a lot of those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, parental involvement is everything. Yep, <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about what does a typical you know maybe the build-up to a season, what goes on during a season in terms of parent communication? what are you doing to sort of enhance and kind of foster uh, that relationship with them?
1: Well you know it, it it all starts after the uh, the craziness that is tryouts uh, and and all of that uh, so we we set a team meeting after the selection's been done we set a team meeting um, and my team meeting is, is i've got it all planned out as far as what I want to say um, i've generally already selected a team manager at that point um, and then I know that there's five to six to seven roles that I'm going to be needing as far as uh, volunteers are concerned. So we roll into the the first team meeting and it's um, very clear and very concise. And we set expectations, um, how I communicate, how I'm going to communicate, um, how I'd like them to communicate, and which includes um, my phone. You know, you can reach me at any time. Uh, The only requirement that I stress and, um, listening and sidebars, Listening to your podcast, the the first one uh, regarding the the parent that wants to get a hold of you. The mm-hmm. only the only rule I have is and after any competitive event, just wait twenty four hours. Um, instead of coming up to me about playing time or you know what happened in the game or anything like that, just relax for 24 hours if that you in that 24 hours if you feel like you need to still express it then you know we can have a dialogue but i i say this because of uh, you see when when parents are emotionally wrapped up um they can they can uh, say some things that they they probably would want to take back and so that's my only rule uh, but uh we 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 go through a very good list as far as the season, what it will look like travel, what that will look like um, the positions that are needed, such as a travel manager. Um, We do video every game. So the video manager and setting up the private YouTube channel and all that, that stuff to the um, we have a raffle at our club that, that needs to be addressed. So there's a lot of roles that parents can find. And um, one of the things that I like about that is that it, 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 it gets kind of a buy-in from the parents that they're part of the the, the experience. Um, as far as my communication with the parents, I do a weekly recap, um, whether that's we're in competition or not, because uh, I think that it's very, very important that they understand um, what we're working on so that if there is a competitive match, they can see that oh you know what they're they're, they're trying to skip that line they're, or they're trying that's it that's what they were working on and they can recognize those moments in the game and um, a, a great thing is is that that helps teach them uh, which is which is a massive part of this um, this journey is is coaching the parents as much as we coach the kids um, so in my recap like I I just wrote for my boys from the weekend um, I I go over some specifics that happened in the game. Um, what we, what I thought we did great, what we probably needed to improve on, um, and any other ideas that I have, it's takes me about 15 minutes a week. And I think what it does is it saves a lot of guesswork, uh, with the parents because they, they, they hear my ideas, they hear what, I thought, and then they can say hmm, yes or no, or, you know, and then they're open to to, to responding. And, and a lot of them do, they're, you know what? Hey, I didn't see that, but thanks for the email. That's great. Um, again, kind of walking through this journey hand in hand with the parent, because at the end of the day um, if you really want to just boil it down, they're the customer and they're the paying customer. They're the ones that have the ability to say, Experience was great and they're coming back or they can say that this was an absolute train wreck and we're not coming back and um, I want to create an environment that every kid comes back um, obtainable uh, or even realistic um, I don't know but uh, it's definitely something that I try and strive for for sure
0: I think one of the, uh, the metrics uh, that I use as a coach um, is spot on with what you just said Uh, it's in terms of player retention and so if i'm doing my job as a coach uh, and if i can get the majority nine out of ten you know uh, 14 out of 15 however many 15 out of 15 to come back for the next season i've more than succeeded um Mm -hmm. i I don't care about wins and losses uh am i competitive absolutely uh do i want to win absolutely but it's also sort of doing this weird, uh, delicate dance of development and winning. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we live in a, a society where winning is emphasized, right? Uh, other youth sports, um, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the famous line from uh, Herm Edwards, right? You play to win the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that uh, youth soccer is different. Uh, and trying to explain that to a parent. So I really like what you said about educating the parents and that it is a a hand-in-hand journey. Um, I also think it allows that if you can build their trust, it allows for when those times that you have to have a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. So if a parent is unhappy about playing time or uh, whatever the issue might be, um, it allows there to be an honest dialogue rather than, you know, sort of guesswork and people kind yep. of wondering sort of what the position is, because I think if parents can realize that we as coaches are in a position that we're truly here for their kid and we care about their kid, you know, we're, we're not their parent, but we're darn near close to their parent um, in terms of belief, in terms of uh, you know who they are as people what we want them to be later in life you know we're investing in them emotionally not only you know in terms of their technical ability and you know soccer ability but who they are as people and for sure I, I think if parents see that uh you know uh, i mean it just allows for so many different things to happen and and and, and whatnot so uh,
1: i i you, you couldn't be more more right there i you know, the reality is, is that the majority of these kids probably won't play after 18. And, um, our role and responsibility is not just to teach them X's and O's. It's, it's to teach them, you know, to deal with the stresses of, you know, competition, whether that's a loss, a bad loss, a great win. You know, I I tell them all the time, we, we've got to be really good at managing the, the highs of, of victory and the lows of defeat and, you know, celebrate when we need to celebrate, but move on. Um, and 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 be not just teachers at the game, but teachers of um, and, and what you find if you're able to do that. Years down the road, you get an email um, or a letter in the mail from a player a year or two their high school or college graduation, and you're just like, I, I must have really done something right there because mm-hmm. ten years ten years down the road, they still remember you, and they're sending you an invitation to, a, to a, a celebration of their achievement. And, I mean, how could it get any better than that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we do a, a good enough job overall uh, understanding that piece of the, of, of the game, that it's not going to be just about the ball or just about the goals. It's, it's you know, are we, are we creating good people? Um, because that's, to me, a big part of it also.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, fantastically said. I uh, couldn't agree with you more. Um, so tell me about some of the, the best and some of the worst things that you've seen, whether it be uh, you know with a player, whether it be with a parent, um, in, in terms of behavior. Uh, I know that topic comes up from time to time and uh, I always joke with my wife that I feel like I could write a book, um, especially when we go to tournaments, of mm-hmm. the the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and more often than not, it falls into bad and ugly in terms of parental behavior or, uh, player behavior and what's tolerated by, you know, fellow coaches or, you know, uh, parents of, of uh, that particular child. Um, tell me a little bit about what you've seen uh, throughout your career. Um,
1: you know, that, that stands out, uh, good and bad. Um, I, I don't like focusing on the bad. Um, the i mean we've all seen it we've we've seen parents go out of, out of control on kids we've seen them go out of control on referees or even fellow parents um it's it's that parent that is holding on too tightly to the environment that they they embarrass themselves and and say some stuff that they probably in retrospect think about and, and say, what did I do? Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I, I try and, and and create an environment with my parent group, uh, or my parent groups that, that we need to be good stewards of the club and, and stewards of, the, of our kids and be the, the example. So we don't uh, talk to referees. We don't, um, talk to, um, other parents or other players unless you're giving them praise and 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 i encourage them to give them praise you know there's going to be games that we lose because they were better than us and there's nothing wrong with that and 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 tell them that they were good uh tell the other two players that they were good because they were and i i think if we can create more of that environment where we enjoy the competition for what it is it's, it's a competition it's not uh the world cup and and i'm not the new men's national team coach, and we're not living and dying on every goal scored or goal given up. So enjoy the the, the environment. Uh, create an environment which your kid had a blast, and that when you get in the car, you tell him, "I absolutely loved watching you play." Um, I think that would be. I know to I answer your, your your direct question, I, I don't know that I really want to get into bad moments. Um, I think for me, if we can create that environment of, it's, it was a fantastic day, um, I can, and then the kid says, you know, I can't wait to get back to training, I, then then we've done something right. Um, you've all, and we've all seen the the environments where, you know, the kid doesn't want to go to training. Well, why is that? Well, it's not fun. Well, what's not fun about it? Well, all we do is stand around, or we run, or we do the same thing over and over and over. You know, they the kid, your child's and desire to go to training should be one of, you know, I love training as much as I love going to games. And if not, then, then what are we doing? What are we doing as coaches? Um, because, you know, we we play a one-hour game on a weekend, but we have them for, at least for me, we, we have them for four and a half hours during the week. So the majority of time is training. And so our training should reflect – not only fun, but hard work and expectations and, and goals and and all of that. And that that for me is um, if we if you can see success in your club, in your trainings, that's the great thing for me. Um and, and again I go back to fellow coaches, you know, hey, that truly you were running. What what was that? I, I love the energy, I love the, the the pace of it. And you know, there you go, you get another piece of the arson or an, another bullet to put in your gun for for another training mm-hmm. uh, so i i i think we could all go down and talk about the same stories as far as negatives and sure um and i don't know that we we gain much from it um because it, like what we talk about um, my players uh, both boys and girls you know the focus is is to be able to control the controllables you know we can't control the ref. They're going to make calls that we feel are incorrect, and they're going to make calls that that go in our favor that probably shouldn't have. So, if we can control the controllables, worry about us, not worry about the environment, uh, then then good things will happen. And that's kind of uh, the drive there um, with my players. Smart. Uh,
0: I, I like that. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, training is where the the magic happens. And, uh... For sure you know, how the, how the secret sauce is made. Uh, So, so if I were to ask, um, I I assume you coached both of your daughters uh, in soccer, right?
1: I didn't, I I coached the older one and and I, uh, uh, it was uh, the worst thing I could have done. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think she would tell you that Uh, in the sense that, you know, we go back to um, I was a younger coach Mm -hmm. uh, and managing the the wins and the losses and all that stuff and then not having a line clearly defined separating my daughter from my player um just it 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 created strife um so much to the point to where when my older or my younger daughter was getting older and she was saying you know can you be my coach I'm like I love you to death and my me loving you he's telling you i'm not gonna coach <laughs> so <laughs> i'm gonna um, i'm gonna learn from those lessons i'm gonna learn from being a coach i'm gonna stand on the sidelines be your biggest supporter whether you're you're having a great day or a bad day, and she's a goalie uh so we okay. we know one one uh one mistake can lead to a, a bad day um, but uh yeah unfortunately she doesn't play anymore um, she kind of fell out of love with the game um, in part from coaching um, and in part she's 16 and um, having money in her pocket and her job and school and all that has uh, become more of a priority for her, which is okay. Um, But yeah, I I did not, I did not go down the coaching role with her. Um, And I I think we're all better off for it. (laughs) (laughs) I have told friends
0: and uh, fellow coaches that um, one of the hardest yet most rewarding things that I've ever done in my coaching career has uh, to, has been to this point to coach my son. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure uh, as my daughters get older that uh, you know, they, they may or may not be interested in soccer. So that could change probably daily, but we'll yep. see. And I think that um everything that we started with in terms of the self-reflection, the ability to take a step back, the peaks and valleys not being near what they used to be, has really made the relationship between um, myself and my son a thousand times better. And I I got to a place, I don't know if it was a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, where I think I I came to the realization, if I would have continued doing what I was doing, Uh, I probably would have driven him away from soccer. He's Mm -hmm. in that age where many kids migrate away from the game and for, for a number of reasons, right. They don't have the technical ability or it's not fun anymore, or, you know, they just felt like this wasn't for them or whatever reason they give. But as a coach, you know, and it goes back to your point earlier, Shannon, that, um, you know, I, I remember going to school, elementary school in particular, that a number of my classmates that their parent was a teacher in the school that I went to and their, the, the teacher, mom or dad was incredibly tough on that person growing up. I mean, held them to an unbelievable standard, almost an unrealistic standard too. And, you know, so you learn from what you see, you've learned from former coaches, you've learned learn from former teachers. And I thought sort of deploying that same strategy on my end would be effective it blew up in my face in the Mm -hmm. absolute worst way and um you know and and i know too now at the club level where the stakes are a little bit higher and you know folks are paying a little bit more to play soccer and and things of that nature that how i'm viewed and how i treat my treat my son i'm sure is being observed Uh, so i'm you know keenly aware of that but i think the um i mean what a what a great path of self-exploration and self-awareness it's taken me to. Uh, I, I, you know, I can't say that I have it all figured out <laughs> because I don't. Um, you know, we have our good days and we have our bad days, but we definitely have more good days. And, uh, you know, I feel like you were in our car on Sunday afternoon, driving back from our futsal match when my son was uh, complaining about the referee. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'll have to pass that uh, word of the life on. <laughs> from, uh, from coach Shannon to say that, you know, we can control the controllables. So I, I like that line. Um, so I, I guess the, the last question I have as we wrap up, um, talk about uh, sort of the, the family support and being able to chase after this dream you had, uh, you know, starting down this path years ago of, Hey, you know, I just went to watch my daughter play. I think I can do this. And this has led to all these other doors being open for you Um, because my wife and I have this conversation and she is unbelievably supportive of me, Uh, not only, you know, uh, husband and father, but is a coach. And uh, I always feel like she's going to give it to me straight, uh, which I very much like, you know, her honesty. Um, But what has that been like for you in terms of your family, um, wife, kids, extended family, whomever? um, friends that, uh, has had an
1: impact on you in that way. It, it's interesting because you, if you're not, if you're not aware, there is a a ton that goes on behind the scenes, right? Whether that's watching, rewatching your, your, your matches from the weekend, or if you recorded your sessions, the reflection piece, um, we're, we're working and, and tirelessly working to, to get better. Um, so it's not you know, just show up at a at a training session and or a game and um, and everything's just done right um, so my Sunday started I think I left the house at seven thirty in the morning uh, I had two matches that were 40 miles away um, and then I had uh, our ODP session from six to eight o'clock at night on Sunday night and I think I got home around nine thirty at night and that's it it's a it's a crazy common weekend for me, um, -hmm. both Saturday and Sunday. And, um, I kind of alluded to it earlier where, you know, it it can be somewhat lonely. Um, so that piece of, of having friends that are coaches, um, is fantastic because they lead that same kind of crazy lifestyle. It's not nine to five, you know, we're working at night. We're, for me it's five nights of training a week and then two games or games on the weekends. So you, you're always going and that's, that's hard on a family, um, uh, because you're not around. And so, um, it's one of those careful what you wish for, because mm-hmm. as, as, um, I continue to try and improve and, and improve me as a coach, it means that you're taking on bigger roles and. um, uh, or different jobs, um, like the University of Puget Sound, the the goalkeeping coach for that. Um, on a Sunday, we won. I think Sunday we won the league. On Thursday, we were on a plane to Abilene, Texas, and you know, making all of those plans to um, be in Texas, be away from your family. It was also a weekend where I was going to be. Uh, not working and I had, um, rented a cabin mm. and so that got affected and, um, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not, it's not easy. Um, so you, you, when you have the moments, make sure you, uh, you, you appreciate them. Um, like this whole me- having to change that, that weekend. Um, You know, I, I've got to move it. So we're coming up on our winter break here, December 13th, I want to say, you know, and, and I won't have anything, uh, except for ODP, uh, and those are three sessions because we're getting ready to go to Phoenix in January. So I'll be home and I got to make sure that I make the most of that. And, and, um, you know the, the kids these days. My my daughter's sixteen. She she lives and dies by the phone. So thankfully, there's texting, and <laughs> I can check in that way, um, for sure. But um, like I said, it, it goes back to for me. I, I want I want to to be challenged. I want to um, continue to grow. Um, I want to um, reach different heights in in my coaching career, and that means that I've got to. Uh, to be willing to, to put myself out there. Um, one of the hardest things I did in a, in a quite some time was, um, I was part of the region four staff in Colorado and, uh, it was for five days and we, we grinded. It was session after session after session and classroom session. And I'm, I think the first two days I was questioning whether I was even worth being there. And, um, you get to a point to where you're like, why are you questioning yourself? You're fine. Just get comfortable, get in. And by the end of it, it was a fantastic experience that, that I grew immensely from. Uh Just again, getting out of the comfort zone and, and, and trying different things. Um, it leads to some, some pretty cool opportunities. I was talking to my goalies at, at uh, UPS that I said, you know, this game can take you some crazy places. And um, I was imploring them as their college days are coming to an end that, you know, when you graduate and you're back home, if you wanted to get involved in coaching, you know, reach out to me and I can help with finding a club and whatnot, but two women that, that could make a a great impact in the game. Uh, And we all know that there's not enough uh, female representation in the coaching ranks. So if we could, Get them involved. It'd be fantastic.
0: I love it. I love it. How can, uh, if someone wants to connect with you on uh, social media or uh, uh, just uh, get in touch with you, what's uh, the best way
1: to do that? Uh, My Twitter handle is matt 72 So uh, my first four of Shannon and my first four of Matthews. And uh, no surprise, my year of my birth. (laughs) So I'm old. Uh, He's a good
0: caller, by the way. I, just, <laughs> uh, I, I I throw that in parenthetically. Um, he's a big Chelsea fan, so if you're you're in that sort of thing, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so well, there's that.
0: Um, well, uh, the last thing I'll say. Um, so uh, my my son, who is uh, you know uh, a jack of all trades when it comes to picking a team, right? Uh, there's days he wants to be Ronaldo. There's days he loves Messi. There's days that. <laughs> whoever the flavor of the week is in the premier league. And, um, there's two teams in the premier league. He keeps coming back to pretty consistently though. Uh, he likes Everton. Um, uh, I, rubbed I up wonder, on where, wonder where that
1: came from. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. God, it's a, it's a curse. It's not really a blessing. It's definitely a curse. Um, and then the other Chelsea and he actually has a, a Chelsea kit from, um, when they're still with Adidas and, uh, he wears it occasionally. So
1: nice.
0: Um, yeah, I hey, uh, not the worst thing if he ends up being a Chelsea fan. So no,
1: no, nah. <laughs> there's room on that wagon, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, there's there's plenty of room. Okay. Uh, and, but the great thing is 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 he's watching the game, right? Yeah. Um, the the it's such a it's such a big piece. Um, yeah. And 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 you know yeah the the Ronaldos and the Messies and all that it's it's just the, he's around the game. He's seeing the game. He's seeing the the expressions of, of Ronaldo and the you know the dominant personality that he has versus a, a Messi and what he looks like. But he's you know he's around mm-hmm. it. He's seeing it, and it and it helps him grow, which is fantastic. I love. I I'll be honest. I used to be one that I didn't want my players to necessarily celebrate a goal like mm-hmm. that. And now I can't get enough of it. I, I absolutely love it. I, I, it you know, The hardest thing we do in this game is score a goal, so why not celebrate it? Yeah. You know, As long as it's done tastefully and it's right. not crazy, go ahead. Go ahead, young man, young lady. Go for it and, mm-hmm. and, and love it. And you see more boys nowadays do that jumping Ronaldo uh, yeah. celebration, and it's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with it.
0: I, I remember when my son he scored a goal. Uh, this was I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, and he did the knee slide, and uh, <laughs> by the uh, one of the corner flags, And <laughs> you could tell that that was perceived as oh, well, what you know, who who's he, who is he trying to show up? And I, Shannon, I completely agree with your point, and I think you know context is everything, right? Yep. Yep. if uh if it is done tastefully if it is done in a way that celebrates the game and is fun and really just shows the emotion that soccer can be i have no problem with it and i have no problem if my opponent does it um because they probably worked pretty hard to to get that goal so without a doubt yeah uh yeah so i you know I like everything in our sport it's uh it's context so absolutely well, uh, I, I probably kept you long enough, and I know you uh, got to get ready for the rest of your day, but um, thank you. I uh, can't thank you enough for, for coming on and talking to me, and you had some really great insight. And
1: um, Folks, if you get a chance, give, uh, give Shannon a follow. Appreciate that. Uh, I love the pod. I love the idea of the pod, so um, I, will, I will definitely be uh, a big supporter of it. Um...
0: Thanks for listening to my conversation with Shannon Matthews. Feel free to reach out to me at any time on Twitter or Instagram at SoccerCoachJB. Until next time, this has been the On the Touchline podcast.